Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Hi. It's getting closer. The holidays are near. Oh, my pants are already tight. I think I ate five cookies for breakfast yesterday, plus a brownie that you'd left at my house. You bitch. <laughs> Not, I didn't eat the whole thing because, like, those oh, are dense. Whoa. Those were dense, dense brownies. I definitely had a sliver of brownie for breakfast. I'm a trash garbage person. Like, just light me on fire all the time. It's just, You're highly flammable. I'm highly flammable. So much sugar coursing through my veins right now. What are you fangirling over? Well, I'm fangirling over sugar, and we're about to eat more sugar. So I half apologize, but not really, because it's going to be worth it. Bless our friends. Bless uh, Brian Fuller for sending us these pretzel Pop-Tarts. Now, spoiler, we have had one of the cinnamon sugars. But not heated not up, Not heated. But now we are going to have both a pretzel chocolate and a pretzel cinnamon sugar heated up. We haven't had the, sh- the chocolate cold either. This is like a raw taste test situation, which, okay, let's, let's take Let's do this. the chocolate first then. Okay, let's split this. We've toasted it. <laughs> oh, oh no. I just like Too pressed hard? my, no, I just like pressed my thumb right through it. Mm. Um, okay, I'm going to chew it. Kind of burnt, but I think that's on us. Yeah, I think that's on us. I'm not getting a lot of chocolate. Interesting. Are you? Yes. Ooh, there we go. So we had a debate in the office. They are covered with what looks like salt, but I don't know if it's actually salt. It's good, whatever it is. Yeah. So the chocolate one to me tastes a little bit, and I need to taste it not heated I up. I can't stop eating. I know. Can you give me the one that's not heated up? <laughs> God, that's such a distinct noise, that wrapper. So here's the thing. I low-key love the one with the cinnamon sugar, and I was prepared yeah. to hate it. I think I prefer them not heated. But is that just because they taste more like a regular Pop-Tart? Less pretzel-y? So they're pretzel light in general. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to get one, you're not going to be overwhelmed by a pretzel flavor. So don't be nervous. If, for example, you like got one by accident in a store, you're still going to love it. Yeah. I don't know. The chocolate to me is not as... I wanted it to be like a giant flips. It kind of tastes like nothing to I me. I think that's impossible. And maybe maybe that's not what we want. That's flips too much. Flips chocolate's hard. True. It's kind of a different texture, flavor. I'm going to say something shocking. I could leave the chocolate one, but I could definitely get down with the cinnamon sugar. While we're here, I'm just going to eat the <laughs> heated just, cinnamon sugar just so I know. Here. So I know okay. if it's good. Let's just taste this one, too. I mean, I liked it cold. Oh, this one's better. Oh, this one's good. better. <laughs> this is good. All right. Well, this tastes like a cinnamon roll or something. It's like breakfast. Yeah. This is good. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ooh. Equally good. Maybe better heated, though. Yeah. What is the you price? Heat, you heat a brown sugar, right? Yeah. Or you're like 50 either 50. way. Which ones do you have to heat? None. Yeah, I'm the same Honestly, way. none. No, honestly, none. This, like, might be one of the five times in my life I've heated a Pop-Tart. Ooh, a cinnamon sugar hot is... <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm fangirling over them. I think they're good. I think they're good, too. They're cute package. Um, I don't... Don't be scared of them if you see them in the store, kids. Like, pretzel light, cinnamon sugar one heated up, really good. The chocolate, unfortunately, I'm a little underwhelmed, but... 
But you'd still eat it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm me. Um, but if I had to choose. But my default would not be to go for the cinnamon sugar. My default would be to go to the chocolate. Of course. In normal life. But I have been pleasantly surprised. Okay, I got to stop eating these and now we're just going to have this pile and it's going to be a real tragedy. Okay. So I think I... I'm done chewing, maybe. Okay. But you're, pretz- you're fangirling over these pretzel Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Okay. I'm fangirling over Aladdin. Not the new one. Don't give me that look. The 1992? The 1992 Aladdin. So Philly has a dance recital. First of all, let's just stop. And Great. Just, yeah. And she's two, and she has a tap and ballet it's dance It's going to be the greatest thing. It's too much. Like, I've seen videos already. It, 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 she's ridiculous. Her in tap shoes, period. Ridiculous. Anyway, it's two Aladdin. <gasps> and so we have been, you know, on this little quest. We've been watching, like, a Disney movie, like, here and there. We've watched Frozen. We've watched Cinderella. And I said to myself, great, let's watch Aladdin. Yeah. Because she she knows the song. She doesn't know what they're from, but she now knows the songs. So we watch Aladdin. And, like, <laughs> she's, like, a little squirrely. Eric's a little squirrely. I had to stop the movie not once but twice to be like, hey, y'all need to settle down. This is my favorite movie. <laughs> like... And Eric's, like, asking me questions, and I'm like, have you seen Aladdin? Like, stop asking me questions. It is still so funny and so great, and you just know that those poor animators had to work so hard because so much of it is just completely improvised Robin Williams. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, shoot, we got to draw this goat. Like, they're, like, you know, like, (laughs) redoing a bunch of stuff that, like, makes no sense when you just think about, like, the story. I've had the soundtrack in my head for three days now. Just mostly just Friend Like Me, actually. Just like over and over again. Is that the song Philly will be dancing to? No, she's dancing to A Whole New World. Wow. Beautiful. But like the Peebo Bryson one. (laughs) Like like the end. Yes. Um, That's what I want. Right. And it's like kind of That's one thing I miss about Disney movies. They still do it. I'm going to say though Frozen 2 chose the Panic at the Disco guy to sing their song at the ending credits. I miss like the weird no. soft rock R&B versions yeah. of Disney songs. I want a duet. I want a yes. John Legend Ariana Grande. Yeah. Great. That was a good one. That was a good one. Sorry, I'm still chewing the pop dark. <laughs> but the best part is so we get to the end of the movie and the Peebo Bryson song comes on. She's sitting on Eric's lap. I can see her, like, face, like, light up in acknowledgement. She jumps off the couch and does her full dance routine. <gasps> Were you I crying? Mean, yeah, basically. <laughs> Eric was. And we just both look at each other because we don't actually know, like, what her routine is supposed to be. I mean, again, she's two. I don't, mm-hmm. like, great. She did it. She didn't cry. And it was a dream, a that's delight. amazing. But it really solidified my place is, like, that's my favorite Disney movie of that era. And then I was, like, going into all the movies because I don't, I, I never like justify my Disney-ness. Like I'm not the person that's there like every single week. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I love Disney, but I still, I like kind of keep it at a distance. And, but it was just like 89 Little Mermaid, 90, like it was like It was their boom, renaissance. Boom, boom. And it was like, I was seven, I was nine, I was 10, I was 30. You know, you're just like, oh yeah, I didn't have a chance. Like, of course I'm a Disney kid. Like I'm who they wanted to be a Disney kid. Yep. Worked. Targets. Targets. Good job. Good job, Disney. <laughs> um, okay, I'm like pumped about this episode. Me too. It was fun. So we decided that we were going to do for our last Holly movie episode, debatable Christmas movies. 
controversial Christmas movies. Or maybe just ones not every family is watching. Correct. Every but, Christmas. But there is like there is like a internet debate over yeah. whether these are Christmas movies. Although one is like pushes Christmas on me, mm-hmm. but it's not still not quite Christmassy. It's weird. It's weird. So, okay, we've maybe talked about this in the past, maybe we haven't. We had never seen Die Hard. Yeah, and we just covered Moonlighting. We yeah. talked about Die Hard. We've never seen so it. So we're doing Die Hard versus Gremlins. I'm pumped. I didn't realize that I love Gremlins. Okay, let's let's start with Gremlins. First of all, we watched Die Hard together. It was like a whole yeah, family fun. affair. That's what those brownies came from, was our Die Hard. Anyway... Let's get into Gremlins. It was a time. I kind of wish we'd watched Gremlins together, too. Because it was Well, it was playing in a theater, but we didn't plan it right. We messed up. Oh, man. Can you imagine seeing it in a theater? It'd be fun. Yeah. They're playing it again this weekend. I was like, do I want to see Gremlins again? (laughs) Kind of. Go watch Gremlins again. I actually really like the cheesy score to this movie. I forgot about the cheesy score. It's very fun. I was like, oh, yeah, that is what this is from. Yeah. I forgot. Because it's a song you know. But then you're like, oh, right, it's Gremlins. It's like this kind of like carnival-like instrumental Mm -hmm. i love it so my first question to you was like was this shot in the same fake town as back to the future and you said yes yeah (laughs) i had those answers right away i was like "Uh, oh this looks like hilldale like i was like what imdb was hot with gremlins trivia i've never seen so much trivia on a movie page really before people i'm sure star wars or something has it right it was wild all right okay the plot a gadget salesman an inventor. He's an inventor. He's an inventor. Let's not downgrade his skill yeah. set. He's trying. Is looking for a special gift for his son and finds one at a store in Chinatown. The shopkeeper is reluctant to sell him the mogwai, and sells, but sells it to him with the warning to never expose him to bright light, water, or feed him after midnight. Also me. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Uh-huh. All of this happens, of course, and the result is a gang of gremlins that decide to tear up the town on Christmas Eve. Wow. 1984, technically 85, I think, in the U.S., same summer as Ghostbusters and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. This is produced by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, so this movie came out in the summer because Warner Brothers didn't have anything to go against these other big movies. This was supposed to be a Christmas movie. Same thing happens with Die Hard, and I find it very weird. It's very weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, written by our friend Chris Columbus. He has had such an odd career. Like, when you look at his... IMDb, you're like, okay, so you write this, and you write Goonies, then you direct Adventures in Babysitting, then you direct Harry Potter. Like, he's like yeah, a little Home Alone's like Christmas with the Cranks, he wrote? He loves Christmas movies. He loves though. Christmas movies, sure. Then we get Joe Dante as the director. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Steven Spielberg, executive producer, and the movie's saving grace, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I When I read this, I was furious. <laughs> So when they were testing this movie, um, originally Gizmo was supposed to become the Stripe Gremlin. Oh, no. Like 20 minutes into the movie. No. And Steven Spielberg was like, you know what? I think Gizmo should stay cute and help the, like, the hero of the movie. It's going to do well. Obviously, it worked. Right. Could you imagine taking away that cute thing 20 minutes into the movie? No, for these horrifying gremlins. Yeah, it's become this icon. Anyways. The story of Gremlins was thought up by Chris Columbus. He His inspiration came from his loft because at night he would hear what sounded like a platoon of mice. Disgusting. Skittering around. No, thank you. Um, 
yeah, I don't like that. I don't care for that. <laughs> but obviously I would too draw some weird conclusion. It's yeah. not mice. It's like a troll. Yeah. <laughs> it is troll. something trying to get me. And it draws on the legends of like mischievous little creatures in England's Royal Air Force going back to World War II. Yeah, well, Gremlins that's like the thing at the back. end where he's like, oh, if your car breaks down or blah, like, you know, it might yeah. be the Gremlins. Well, my friend and I, when we were younger, we would like be playing Barbies or something. This is not even younger. It's like fifth grade. <laughs> Too old to be playing Barbies. Yesterday. But like there would be a random piece of clothing that would go completely missing yeah. and we blamed on the elves. Yeah. We're just like, what? I think that's Where did like it a, go? I think that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Totally real. But let's get back to Gizmo. Because I would just like to proclaim that Gizmo is the baby Yoda of 1984. Yeah. Took my heart. I mean, I had seen this movie a couple times, but it had been a long, it had been a while. Mm -hmm. And I was in it for Gizmo. So cute. So I guess the crew got pretty tired of him. And when he's like, because <laughs> it's a lot of work yeah. with all these puppets mm -hmm. and whatever. And Oh, they're animatronics. Sorry. But when... Gizmo is like on a dartboard that was like to please the crew because they were all so sick of Gizmo and I'm here in my living room watching Horrified. it and gasping. Oh, I like, hated it. <gasps> and then at the end I cried. I cried watching Gremlins. <laughs> when he falls because down, he's like so cute. He's I can't so cute. handle it. When he falls down the laundry chute and then Billy comes home and he like can't find him and he's all like perfectly cradled in like laundry it was he's just so adorable we have to protect baby. him at all costs yeah mm -hmm. but the crazy thing i think we may have talked about this before i don't know remember in what context but no howie mandel voice of gizmo takes down the cute factor a little bit a little bit but also when you really think about it like he doesn't say a lot he kind of is like it's mumbly it's like how like star wars droids have voice actors yeah but you mm -hmm. would never think about it yeah, so they are animatronics. That's what they are. I was wondering. Yeah, I was like, are they and puppets? um, the stripe voice, the bigger bad gremlin. Yeah, he's the leader. Um, blo it blows my mind how voice actors are in your life, like the whole time you yeah. didn't know. Mm -hmm. So Fred Welker did Stripe. He is Fred and Scooby Doo, Santa's Little Helper and Snowball Two in The Simpsons. Oh, wow. A bunch of Tiny Toons, Abu Raja, and The Cave of Wonders in Aladdin. Oh my god, and many other things. Whoa. Right? Oh, that's the other thing about Aladdin with Philly. She keeps asking for the kitty cat, but she wants the Cave of Wonders. But she was, like, also kind of scared of it. And so I'm like, every single time she's a like, kitty cat on TV? And I'm like, okay, we, we're going to have to talk. <laughs> like, this is kind of scary. Um, Fred Welker, huh? Yeah. It's like, do we have to do an entire series on voice actors? Voice actors, because they're amazing. I mean, maybe. Um, so Gizmo is the inspiration for a Furby, right? Basically, yes. Yeah. Like, he, it's just the eyes. Those those super cute, yeah. sweet eyes. And all of the gremlins were based on a Japanese dog breed. It's a chin. It's kind of like a little, slightly furrier chihuahua. Mm. It's very cute. Okay. Um, but this movie what, did very well. I get it. I'm surprised. It had an $11 million budget. $153 million at the box office. Whoa. Fourth highest grossing movie of the year, I'm sure, behind Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. um, and Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this movie kind of caused controversy Ooh. because it's a PG movie. Mm. And so with this and Indiana Jones, Spielberg suggested to the Motion Picture Association at, that they, like, kind of change the rating system. Oh. And they did two months after this movie's release. This and, movie's PG? Yeah. Which is crazy. This movie's kind of dark. 
Yeah. In a way. I mean, it's very comical. But the mom stabs the gremlin and she puts one in a blender. The mom is... A hero? It's wild because it comes out of nowhere and immediately she's down to kill all the gremlins. Oh, she yeah. She hasn't even seen them before. No. Just right away grabs that knife. Yeah. And like very silently. I would have maybe done the creep around the corner and press power on the blender. On the blender. No, I wouldn't have done any of that. Oh, she goes right after him. All yes. the ladies in this movie yeah, just like going like, right the after The teacher, kind of, they had to say like he didn't die, but he looks like he died in a scene. Um, that guy's not dead? That no. guy's dead. No, they report it on the news at the end. <laughs> and he's not dead. And then there's the whole thing. If you're a kid, you're watching it. They say Santa's not real. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a big problem. That's a big problem. And then Phoebe Kate's father in the movie, uh, which I think Spielberg did not like, thought it was too dark, died in a chimney pretending to be Santa, which has happened in real life. He broke his neck. The house was freezing, so I went to try to light up the fire, and that's when I noticed the smell. The firemen came and broke through the chimney top, and me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird, and instead they pulled out my father. He was dressed... In a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve. His arms loaded with presents. He was going to surprise us. He slipped and broke his neck. Died instantly. And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. And that's why she hates Christmas. Also, though, I laughed because this this movie is insane in a lot of ways. 30 minutes of this movie is just the gremlins, like, have... Having a having time. fun, yeah, like hijinks. Eric's question was, "Where do they get all these little gremlin clothes?" <laughs> yeah, my problem with the gremlins is why is Gizmo so kind, and the other gremlins are evil from birth, and they are—they literally came off of Gizmo's back. That's how they reproduce. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand, and like I understand, and that they pick up on things really quickly, kind of yeah. like an ET. Yeah, but I didn't understand why they were just evil at the get-go. Very good with electronics. Yes. <laughs> Very. Mm-hmm. They know how to search, like, hot wire things. Not enough Corey Feldman in this movie. I always also, forget he's in it. Me too. But, like, Gizmo pops off five babies and Corey Feldman's like, meh. Like, <laughs> not concerned. Not even really interested in this at all. And he's like, all right, let me go back to reading my comic book. I was like, I don't know. That seems troubling. Yeah. Also, my big thing about this movie, how old is Billy? Oh, thank you for bringing this up. I could not figure it out. He works at a bank, but then he went to a bar. He went to a bar, but but he, he seems very young and he's getting gizmo as a Christmas present. Yeah, and in his stocking was like a robot. Yeah. And I was just like, what? I mean, then I thought maybe he's like me cuz I would still want a toy in my stocking. But like he clearly is not and he's out of high school cuz he's like going maybe back he just to high school. Didn't go to college. Wait, he's so, going back to high school? No, that's like where the teacher oh. is. Like he's like he's I'm out of school. In the world I made up. It's a very small town. Yeah. He decided not to go to college for some reason. Maybe because his inventor dad's not making money. Right. Uh-huh. And he wants to support his family. Yes. And then he just like everyone knows everyone. So he still knows his teacher from high school. I think he's like I I want to look up what the drinking age was in 1984, <laughs> but I feel like he's like 1920. Yeah. And, like, maybe that's how old she is, too. How do you feel about the Christmas level of this movie? Oh, it's high. It's pretty high, but it's leading up to Christmas. I guess the end of the movie is Christmas Day, Mm -hmm. which 
seems wrong. I don't know. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. It's, I mean, the Christmas level is very high um, just because there's a lot of trees. There's a Santa. There's, like, presents. There's, like, the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. Oh, really quickly, we have to talk about the scene because it has always traumatized me. When Stripe throws himself into the pool at the YMCA and it all, like, bubbles mm-hmm. and is green, I remember as a kid being horrified. Even last night when I was watching it, I go, oh, no, this is not good. <laughs> like, I know what's happening. <laughs> but it was just, I mean. It is a stressful movie. It's stressful. But it's for only, anything, just the mess of it all. It's only an hour and 40 minutes, but there's a lot of time of just gremlins dicking around like they go to see snow white yeah and they Which love it they chose because snow white was released around christmas fun hmm. fact for fun you. fact um this movie clearly did very well there was a sequel that i haven't seen in oh, a long time i would love camp. to watch it you should watch I, it greta the girl gremlin who's yeah. like glamorous oh yeah it's love six that. years later yeah but obviously spawned like toys video mm. games it was it was kind of home alone successful where it just, they mar- used everything. Everything. <laughs> everything they got. Everything they it had. inspired movies like Ghoulies, which I love. <laughs> Ghoulies is terrible. Uh-huh. And Hot Goss, in 2019, Warner Brothers gained the trademark of the name in franchise again. So there might be an animated series for HBO Max, which would I watch? Maybe. Oh, yeah. I don't hate that. Animated Gizmo's fine. cute? Yeah. Make mm-hmm. Gizmo cute. Sure. Okay. Let's shift gears a little. Whew. Die hard. <clears throat> Clear that throat. <clears throat> I feel like these are movies like we need to pay reverence to because like people love these movies. Yeah. Both of them. New York City policeman John McClane is visiting his estranged <laughs> wife and two daughters on Christmas Eve. He joins her at a holiday party in the headquarters of the Japanese-owned business she works for. But the festivities are interrupted by a group of terrorists, we'll get to that, who take over the exclusive high-rise and everyone in it. Very soon, McLean realizes that there's no one to save the hostages but him. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to give away where you live, but this was a big deal to watch at your house. You can see it. I can see, see the tower. Nakatomi Plaza. The, the Ralph's grocery store. Oh, that was, was in several shots. That was my highlight of my, of, of my thing. So, okay. Movie comes out in 1988. Nakatomi Plaza is actually Fox Plaza. Right. So this is a 20th century Fox movie. They were like, hey, let's use our headquarters. It's so smart. It had been finished the year before. So those construction scenes are actually real. It was not yet done. So they were basically filming in actual construction. That's dangerous. So dangerous. But that, weirdly, that floor became Ronald Reagan's office. Huh? Yeah. Like after he wasn't the president anymore. Yeah. I was like, this why did he have construction an also? bothers me even more now because my main problem with the movie was that he was barefoot the for whole a lot time. of it. Yeah. But then I read that he basically had fake feet to put on over his feet, and I felt much better. You felt much better You would it. need that in a construction zone. Okay, so I don't think a lot of people would think that Die Hard is based on a book. No, <laughs> never in my life. Roderick Thorpe's 1979 crime novel, Nothing Lasts Forever, which was a sequel to his 1966 novel, the detective. It's a long time for a book sequel. For sure. There was a movie of the detective. Guess who played the lead role? Who? Frank Sinatra. Mm. So right, right. when they okay. made this yes. movie, Frank Sinatra, they were legally obligated to offer him the role, but he was like 75 and was like, no, I can't be John McClane. I wish he had said yes. But like, what right? kind of amazing movie would we sure. have had? 
So $28 million budget made $141 million. As we know, Bruce Willis was only in Moonlighting at this time, Mm -hmm. and it was a very big risk. But Arnold Schwarzenegger, Richard Gere, Clint Eastwood, Burt Reynolds, Sylvester Stallone, Harrison Ford, Don Johnson, Mm -hmm. Nick Nolte, Mm -hmm. Mel Gibson, Mm -hmm. and Richard Dean Anderson, MacGyver. I'll turn this movie down. <laughs> wow. That's really surprising. I know. So I think they, I think Arnold was, like, trying to, like, not be the Terminator, you know? Yeah. I think I would have loved a Harrison Ford in this movie. Sure. I could see it. I could even see a Burt Reynolds. It's kind of fun. Like, older, swarthy man. Um, anyway, they all turned it down. So they were like, shoot. Let's give $5 million to this guy, which was a totally unheard of amount of money at the time. Mm-hmm. Only, like, Dustin Hoffman was making that much money. That's crazy to go from, like, moonlighting money. To yeah. this. TV money. And then the only reason he could actually do it is because Sybil got pregnant with those twins. Perfect so timing. Moonlighting shut down for 11 weeks, and they were like, okay. So, yes, yeah, so Nakatomi Plaza, I can see it from my house. I can see it from my backyard. And one of the shots right away is straight down Olympic Boulevard, mm-hmm. and I literally gasp out loud. I drove go, by it this morning. I go, it's our Ralphs. <laughs> I didn't know that our we there was a Ralphs on the corner of our block. I did not know that the Ralphs had been there for thirty years. The signage is different, but it's still the same Ralphs. I mean, the shots up and down Olympic were kind of fun because that's like yeah, our th- that's my our commute. thoroughfare. Yeah, um, but this movie was released in July. Of 1988. So weird. Why? It feels so odd to me. Um, okay, so really quickly, too, like, much like Gremlins, this movie has become quite the thing. It has four sequels. Oh, I didn't know four. I knew it at least had one. Four. Comic books, and it is actually on the National Film Registry. Huh? <laughs> like, the, U- the U.S. government going hard at this. Also... A couple of things I found very strange. So as we were watching it, you and I were both very distracted by the fountain in the, the middle of the, the office. The giant water feature. The giant water. It is it loud. It picks up on the sound. Yes. Yeah. It's very loud. All these people are around. And I'm like, do they just work every day with this fountain? It is actually intended to be the falling water house, like Frank Lloyd Wright's masterpiece. The thought no. was that this Japanese company, because I guess the sentiment in the country at the time was like all these Japanese people are just like buying stuff up, that they would buy falling water and ship it to L.A. and recreate Why? it in the office. I was like, that is a level of detail that we didn't need for this movie, but okay. I guess it adds to the stress. Yeah. Because all you're hearing is this water. The whole time. This is Alan Rickman's first movie. That's also crazy Insane. to take a chance on the villain being totally. like kind of an unknown mm-hmm. and then a TV actor yeah. to be the lead. It was originally supposed to be Sam Neill. Mm. I mean, I don't hate that. I don't hate it either. I think Alan Rickman is perfect for this, yeah. but I don't but hate that. It could be Sam Neill. Yeah, for sure. All right, so I had one like bugaboo in watching this. Right away, Bruce Willis is like in his pants and tank top because he's like, Yes, getting I did up. not like this either. Yeah, so then the tank top is, like, white, and then he presumably, like, there's, like, some action that happens, mm-hmm. and then the tank top is brown, but it is not brown, like, it's dirty. dirty. It is the color brown. It is a brown tank top, and then later, it's, like, a dirty tank top, and I just want to know if other people know this. Like, I couldn't find I, anything about to. it. Because, like, we were right, right? Like, it yeah. wasn't just dirty. It was a brown tank top. 
and I want to know if other people are bothered by it. And it feels like a really big thing to mess up because it's the only thing he's wearing the whole time. Like, he's wearing a tank top. Like, where was your DP? Like, where was your script supervisor? Maybe they thought during that moment it's, like, a darker scene. Maybe they thought audiences wouldn't notice. It was very jarring to me. Yeah. A couple other little factoids. So the iconic, now iconic, yippee-ki-yay motherfucker was a throwaway line from Bruce Willis. He was just trying to, like, make the cast or the crew laugh. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's now become, like, this mantra for this movie. And it's it's in in every one. Yeah, it's in the sequel. Yeah. I think they say it in every single one. That's so, so cheesy. cheesy. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. This movie has become kind of like the emblem or the symbol for the genre. Like, you'll, hear, you'll frequently hear people be like, oh, it's like Die Hard on a, on a bus, like for speed. Mm-hmm. It's kind of this notion of like one or two people that have to, like, overcome intense odds and, like, save the day. Yeah. That's but, crazy that it didn't really exist prior to Die Hard. Totally. So, you know, there's a couple of, like, casual things that we're leaving out. I loved the, like, douchey villain guy that was like, it's a Rolex. Um, All of the hot 80s henchmen, I guess. Great. Yeah. A plus. Oh, you, I, you were like, why do we know this blonde guy? Like, the, like, the main, like... Robber. Oh, this was the thing. The director didn't actually want them to be terrorists because he felt like it was too dark. So then they like made them robbers instead. But the main blonde guy, I was like, why do I know this guy was driving me insane? Mm -hmm. Oh, he's the love interest in the money pit, the like cellist when Shelley Long is like maybe gonna have (laughs) he's gonna like leave Tom Hanks. And I was like, oh my god, yes it is. Um, Also, we didn't talk about the fact in Gremlins that one of the deputies is Mike Hermantrout from Breaking Bad. He's like the fixer, and he's like this old man. But I was like, and I looked him up, and I was like, so strange to see him with hair. We're not even talking about Reginald. No, we're not talking about Reginald Bell Johnson. And their love affair that they have over CB radio. Yes. Like, they just, like, understood each other so immediately. This movie, like, much more diverse for the 80s than I would have expected. I would agree, too. Um, And a lot of people say, I've talked about this before, but that Family Matters is a diehard spinoff. I know it's technically a spinoff based on a short, brief appearance by Harriet. Yeah, another show. Perfect Strangers. Yes. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, he's wearing the exact same blue. Yeah. It's hard to say no. It's hard to say no. Not a lot of ladies. The only lady in this movie is Mrs. McLean. Pretty um, much. Holly McLean, played by Bonnie Bedelia, who is the mom on Parenthood. I was just like, and remember we looked it up. She's Macaulay Culkin's aunt. Oh, yeah. So we're circling back to Home Alone. A lot of Home Alone influences here. There's really nothing better than doing an IMDb search post movie watching oh no it's I mean, so satisfying and amazing it's um, it's also amazing when you're like wait a minute is that person from blah like what did we do before? i know i tracked down this news reporter woman mm-hmm. what i don't even remember what i know i've seen her in oh yeah it was oh, something so she's the mom in goonies i know but that wasn't it that wasn't it was it. like something only i would have seen <laughs> but yeah dumb i think i was prepared you know it's like one of those movies where people are like oh you haven't seen die hard like what's wrong with you whatever mm-hmm. okay again i was a little girl in the 80s like yeah and if you know us we're not running to see die Hard. no i'm not running to see die hard did i like it yeah, yeah i was, was like it was super fun 
you know, you get a little bit of that, like, moonlighting Bruce Willis. So for us, it was fun because Eric was watching it with us, mm-hmm. and he loves it, but he has no moonlighting context. And I just kept looking at him being like, you don't understand how insane yeah. this is. This like, was a huge deal for him. Yes. I was like, he was literally this, like, smooth-talking private detective, and to go to this, like, nuts. Crazy. And, I mean, this only contributes to the downfall of Moonlighting because, of course, after you do this successful action movie, why would you want to go back to that? Why would you want to go back to Moonlighting and basically make a movie every week, (laughs) like, with 100 pages of dialogue? Too intense. But, yeah, I really liked it. Now, here's the thing. Mm. The Christmasness of it all. Kind of low. Real low. It is Christmas Eve. So that was our first thing right away. You know what I don't want to do on Christmas Eve? Have a party with my coworkers. No offense. No. But, like, it's late. Like, go home. Yeah. Go home to your families. Like, what? you shouldn't be in this hostage situation to begin with. Like, I get it. You work for a Japanese company. Maybe they don't understand. But no, no. Go home. Yeah. Um, so that was a little weird There are some Christmas trees. Some decorations. There's some... The score used a lot of Christmas music. Yes. That's what I think makes it Christmassy. I feel like, though, this is fun, potentially, to, like, watch with your family on Christmas, whereas Gremlins, mm-hmm. you got to, like, know the audience, right? Yes. Because, like, your grandma's maybe going to be, like, grossed out by that Gremlin in that blender, whereas, like, Die Hard's, like, it's, like, there's a decent amount of blood. It's but a lot of shooting. Shooting at ceilings. Shooting at ceilings. a lot of what Die Hard is. A lot of is. machine gun shooting at yeah. ceilings. Machine guns make me uneasy at all times, so mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate that. But. That's fair. Um, actually, Bruce Willis has partial hearing loss because of the machine guns. Yeah, because didn't they use like real guns? Yeah, they real yeah to make they used real guns with blanks, but they made them extra loud to like make them pop on film. And he's now deaf, <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> wow. Okay, similarities. Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, eighties. Death. Death. Yeah. Weirdly funny. Some action. Yeah, decent amount of action. Big differences. You have gremlins versus <laughs> robbers. Yeah. There's not a lot of, like, money heist situation going on in gremlins. Also, you have, like, small town versus big town. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the sense of family is a little stronger, maybe, in gremlins. Mm, interesting. Yeah. They both, I mean, they both have families, but in Die Hard, they're kind of, like, almost separating. And then I think this yeah. might bring them together. I don't know. There's, like, some weirdness. My one weird thing about gremlins at the end is the dad comes home. And the dog runs into the department store, and then the dad, like, goes in there. His son is, like, bleeding. He has a dart in the arm. Like He's fine. And he's, like, he's a grown man. The dad's, like, oh, oh, hey, what's up, guys? Like, not concerned or bothered no. in any way. That was weird to me. <laughs> well, also weird, the whole idea of him, like, going to this weird shop and picking this gift. Yeah, and again, you think when you believe when the dad's like, let me give you $200 for this Christmas gift. It's what I've been looking for for my son. You 100% think that son is nine. <laughs> like when, yeah. he, when he comes home and then you're like, oh, you have a full-grown son. Like what? Why are you buying him a stuffed yeah. animal? There's a Simpsons Treehouse of Horror segment based on Gremlins, but it's a crusty doll. <laughs> but Homer goes to like the same kind of shop. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. All right. On your tree scale what are you giving these tough gremlins is like a like a four gremlins might be a four because they really utilize christmas decorations Mm -hmm. there's garland on the floor at one point yeah they get wears a santa hat they get a fight in that christmas tree yeah and i i don't know maybe it's 
it's like a maybe a slightly more of a family movie, which I think more like ho- holiday movies are. Yeah, maybe. Um, Die Hard maybe three. I was gonna say three because of the music. Yeah, it's also Christmas Eve, but it's it's real Christmas light. Um, but I the music makes it sort of extra Christmassy. Which one did you like better? I was really feeling Gremlins, obviously. Yeah. That's more my vibe in general. Yeah. But I was I, having a time. I, I cried. <laughs> yeah, you you cried. You were an emotional roller coaster over Gremlins. I liked Die Hard way more than I thought I was going to, and I had forgotten how much of Gremlins is just, like, them in the bar, them in the movie theater. And I was like, all right, I get, like, yeah. it's slower. There is, like, a 20 minutes that could be cut from cut. that movie. Or, like, it because it f- ends up feeling a little slow yeah. where I was like, And all it's right. because you're just watching all of these animatronics yes. do things. For a very long time. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm going to go with Die Hard. Ooh, split season on this. I had not a world where I was, like, picking Die Hard. But I liked it. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. And again, it's like, because it's Bruce Willis, because it's Alan Rickman, I love Harry Potter. So, like, when he's falling at the end, I literally go, Professor Snape! Well, and then it's like... Literally 10 minutes in, you were like, is Alan Rickman hot? <laughs> I did say that. I you forgot. You said that. Yeah. He was, though. Yeah, he wasn't it. not not hot. He wasn't not hot. No. All right. I'll stand by. I totally <laughs> forgot that I said that. Uh, okay. What is your favorite... I feel like these are these yeah. are hot. These are hot movies that people want to talk about. Yeah. What do you were... think, like, tree scale? Oh, where yeah. do these movies lie for you? By the way, people did come for us for Love Actually. But on both sides. No, actually, a lot of people agreed, yeah. I thought. I know. I was very surprised. It was surprising. All right, send us an email, hellofangirls at gmail.com. Find us on social. All the things. All the things. Maybe leave us a review if you feel like it. Oh, holiday. If you're in the holiday, holiday gift. Yeah, <laughs> a little holiday gift for us. That would be lovely. So until next week, bye. bye.